please be as fun and exciting and thoughtful and creative as a parent as you are a pastor. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of After Nine. We are so excited. We have the whole team back together. We have been back in a while. This is the podcast for youth ministers that are looking to have some honest conversations. And today it's gonna get it's gonna get honest. But before it gets honest, it's gonna get humorous because the crew from After Nine will be sighted around this great nation a little bit. And we'd love to hang out with you because it's conference season, everybody. It's fall and winter conference season. And so if you are looking to hang out with podcast people in the flesh, incarnationally, we are going to be in Memphis, Tennessee for National Youth Workers Convention this November. Yes, in just a few weeks, we'll be at National Youth Workers Convention. Come by the Youth Ministry Booster Booth, hang out with us, talk to some of our friends, and play a little Mario Kart with us. We we thought, you know, we're big fans of the kart, very big fans of the Nintendo, and so we wanted to have a National Youth Workers Mario Kart tournament so we could figure out who is the national champion of Mario Kart. And then after that, I know that's not usually the order that it goes in, but at the end of January, we are going to go to Youth Ministry Conclave in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Chad and I, we, we, we got to go. It was great last year, bringing Kristen and the whole team this year because it's one of the best value conferences we've ever been to. It's so fun. It's so exciting. It's the end of January, which is either the best weekend for you to go because of schedule stuff or it's the weekend you had your DNL planned and you can skip it because your volunteers will run it. It'll be fun. But the <laughs> end of January, we're going to be in Chattanooga at Youth Ministry Conclave. We'd love to see you there as well, hanging out stuff to give away and we're going to crown a chattanooga champion a choo-choo champion for mario kart on the nintendo switch so it'll be a good time so yeah what what yeah. uh what character do you go with oh diddy kong diddy diddy oh, diddy okay okay <laughs> i can respect D- diddy diddy is strong uh i'm typically a yoshi guy that's just usually what we roll with but uh we're kicking it back to the old 16-bit cart tridge uh i do love toad toad is toad is strong toad is strong <laughs> Are they? Are there different speeds? Are there any difference? Um, like, yes. Oh no, yes. No, no, no. Like actual. <laughs> like, oh, oh yeah. I know that there are people that are like swear by, it. but like, is there actually any real difference? Yeah, man. Because it's all about top speed versus acceleration versus handling. It matters. It matters. <laughs> Baby Mario and Mario totally different. <laughs> Dry bones and Bowser not the same. <laughs> not the same. See, I know. Also, I know carts like, versus motorcycles. It ooh. matters. Kristen, cart, cart or motorcycle. Uh, Depends on the character. Depends okay. when I'm when I'm Diddy. I'm usually on a on a little uh, motorcycle. On the old okay, version, nice. I was always on the Dolphin Dasher. Um, okay. That was like old Wii <laughs> yeah. Dolphin Dasher, Diddy Kong. I was unstoppable. Kids would line up to play me, yes. and I would say, "If you beat me, I will give you this big screen TV that we're playing on." Oh, they couldn't beat me. Yeah. They could not beat me. That is legit. <laughs> All right. Well, we're giving Kristen away a big screen down, TV. Like, <laughs> underground gambling at our church in the back. I'm in. Whatever brings so, them in. I'm all things to all people. All things. Uh, I'm going to put this big screen up against your backpack. She's got lines of backpacks. It's just a, it's a giveaway every Wednesday at Kristen's house because nobody is taking down the big screen. So I guess we're giving away a big screen TV in Chattanooga. If you could beat Kristen Lascola, K Cola, with Diddy Kong and the Dolphin Dash, uh, maybe she gives you a big screen TV. I don't know. Fly home with Yeah, that. I was going to say, try guy. getting that home. <laughs> Checked baggage claim not included. All right. Shipping I'm, and handling is on you. I have got to practice because I am like so far out of my element. Like I know that I was the one that asked the question 
And and I knew like maybe three of the characters. Ooh, like, uh-oh. I'm, I'm uh-oh, gonna, uh-oh. Uh-oh. In my mind, Anybody? I'm like, I normally pick the monkey, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, for any of our novice racers out there that want to go hone their skills against Chad Higgins, it'd be a fun converse time. You can put a little double dash, a little side by side, have a little conversation while you're dashing. I love so it. let me ask this question: <laughs> What track are we going to be using? Ooh. Oh, I don't know. I think that's going to be randomized. Okay. So that's um, so what? so at Nash. Yeah. Well, hold on. So at national. The way it's going to play out, our buddy Kenny Campbell, super excited to set it all up, and he's going to be kind of our guru, our tournament master, our TM, our TO, if you will, for the thing. And so there's going to be preliminary heats, and so winners of preliminary heats will get put into a bracket, and I think we're going to either have like round one will all be on this, and then like round two will all be on this track, and so... There's going to be a little bit of randomized elements for that. I would say, at least for the like single elimination tournament, probably ought to sharpen up your uh, your higher level uh, difficulty stuff there. There ain't going to be no uh, uh, Toad Speedway uh, settling <laughs> moo, in the finals. Moo, moo, so. Rainbow Road moo, for the moo, Meadows. <laughs> hey, and you, you... That was my favorite one. <laughs> it's the easiest one. Oh, guy. Come on. Oh, hey, God, I'm bringing my That's own sweet. nunchuck. I still play with the nunchuck. The kids make fun of me okay. all the time. The nunchuck. No, it's okay. I, I can't use the steering wheel. It's just... Is it is it left thumb or right thumb nunchuck for Left you? thumb nunchuck. Okay. All right. Weird. I know. Kristen, there you if go. you come in with one of those Nint- <laughs> Nintendo Power Gloves, <laughs> like, get out of here. <laughs> Do you, she's got a special nunchuck case. She brings it in. I love it. I love it. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to come hang out with us, it's going to be fun times. It's going to be tournament-style Mario Kart action, but also great conversations about youth ministry. Both of those conferences have amazing speakers and we're really excited about some of the things that we get to unveil at National Youth Worker Convention. Our good bud Andy Root has got some things Woo. going on that we're going to hang out with. And then our Chattanooga time, it's just going to be exciting, good community gathering time. Excited to be back with that crew again. But before we jump into that stuff, we've got a big question to ask today. And so so in after nine, we try to ask questions related to success, health, and expectations. And I think this is the question that really kind of wraps up a lot of those things in relationship to the ministry that you have at home. And so after nine, the most honest questions in youth ministry, the last kid's kicked out, the parent picks them up, the lights get turned off, you lock the doors, you walk to your car. And today's question, friend, if you're on a Wednesday, a Tuesday, or a Thursday morning, whenever you're getting this, there's probably been at least one week, if not maybe several weeks, when you've wondered, when you've asked yourself, what am I giving up with my family by doing my ministry? And and we hope that we can do ministry well and we can do stuff with our family well, spend time with our, our spouse or with our kiddos. But the real question, the, the pressure, the tension between balancing both affects all of those areas. What do they expect of me at church? What do I expect at home? How can I be successful at both? And somehow, how can I do it all in a healthy way? And so for my friends Chad and Kristen today, I, I need a little help because I know there's some listeners today that are hearing this question, and it, it may be a little too real, and yet at the same time, it's the most real thing they need. Forget the games. Forget the resources. We're talking about ministry, and we're talking about our family, and these two things matter. They matter. They matter. So help kind of walk us through some of the things that we should be looking for and some of the things that we should be about. Absolutely. You know, I, I think with this this kind of question, like— um, I, I think you hit it right on the head. Like there, there is some like realness to this question. Cause if you're in the midst of it and you're struggling in this area, like y- you're looking for answers, right. And you're, you're frustrated right. and, and you're, you're 
you're just kind of throwing your hands up and going, I don't know what to do, right? All of those kind of things. And so if if you're there at this point, um, while we may not be able to answer all the questions in this one episode, I, I would encourage you, we'd love to reach out to myself or Zach, um, you know, Zach at youthministrybooster.com, chat at youthministrybooster.com. Uh, I won't speak for, for Kristen if, if that's something that um, she'd be willing to do with, with our ladies, then please do that. Um, but, um, you know, I, I think for each of us, you know, Zach, you used a word balance. And I think that, um, while I don't want to get into the like nomenclature battle of all of this, I, I think it's really important that we understand like that when we say balance, we're saying like priority, right? Um, and, and mm. I think we understand it as balance a lot of times and that's totally fine. But I, I think when we start to look at our, our spouse, our family and our ministry, if we're trying to put those on the same level and balance it all yeah. the time, we're always going to feel that angst, right? There's never mm. going to be that like, oh, I'm doing great in student ministry and in my house at the exact same time at the yeah. exact same level, because that's just not true. But I think when we understand where our family lies on our priorities, then we're able to like sort things out, prioritize things in our life, and make sure that we're not mm. just our families getting our leftovers for everything. Uh, Kristen, for yeah, for you, good. what's what does this look like um, in your world in in student ministry? Well, you know, I. I love what you guys are saying because you're right. If we get this wrong, we get it all wrong. Right. Like this is mm. one of those things that we can't, um, you know, uh, dabble in every now and then. Oh, this is the season I'm yeah. going to pour into my minister or into my family. Right. You know, if we get this wrong, we get it all wrong. And for me, it's looked really different depending on the season in life. Um, so I'm married. And I have one child um, and she's four. I've been married for six years. And um, the way that my husband and I really got to know each other was he was one of my volunteers. So he was my worship leader for a while. We knew each other through a mutual friend. Um, and then he started becoming a small group leader for me. And somewhere along the line, he fell desperately in love with me. So uh, oh, <laughs> easy to do, right? So oh. we got married and he was still a huge part of my ministry. I mean, he was offering kids free guitar lessons right before a youth group. He was coming to every camp, every retreat. Mm. He was a small group leader on Tuesdays. He was a small group leader on Sundays. I mean, he was always there every all nighter. Um, and you know, that was nothing I required him to do. That's just the foot we started off on is you're mm. one of my volunteers, you know, and the day everything changed was May 15th, 2013. So that's when our daughter was born. And we really tried um, to have him continue on Tuesday night and, you know, be a, a small group leader, at least, because we just honestly loved doing ministry together. The students loved him. He was so good at it. He was so fun. Like, just, I mean, he would walk in the room and the boys would just mob him. I mean, it was mm. just so much fun to get to do that together. But, you know, um, just between childcare and time away, it was just getting to the point where 
we were thinking, all right, this Tuesday night thing is not going to work for both of us anymore. And so, um, you know, really at this point in, in my ministry, he is MIA completely. Mm. Um, he'll like pop in my room on Sunday mornings to say hi before he checks our daughter in for her Sunday school class. He only attends second service, you know, will come and say hi, you know, um, and, he he's not a small group leader. He's not a worship, nothing anymore. He is literally just a church attender <laughs> at this point, mm. which I keep asking him, Hey, you know, she's a little older. Would you ever want to come back? And he's like, you know what? That was a super fun season. Um, he's like, but I'm good. He's like, I, mm. he definitely put in his time and now he's like fine. And I think part of it is cause he's like, I already won you over. So like, what more <laughs> do I really need to do? <laughs> and he's even said that. Can't so you again, so. <laughs> I know where your motivation came from, yeah, mister. Yeah. Um, Hey, whatever, whatever you need to be motivated. But so, you know, I think after all that, he was just like, yeah, I'm cool not to be here. And, and that's fine with me. There are, there are days when I definitely miss having him around because I loved that we would get to go home after mm. nine little plug yeah. there and we would get to talk about oh how funny was that kid or oh my gosh did you see that and we would get to debrief but now it's just me telling him stories and he doesn't know any of my kids names anymore so that part I do really miss but um, you know what has been better for us is the health of all right we're not stretching ourselves too thin you're not having more put on your plate. You're able to do your thing. I'm able to do my thing. And then we're able to come together and share and, hey, what mm-hmm. did you do today? What did you do today? And have that time to debrief together. But, you know, it it just has changed yeah. depending on the season. I, I love I love that in your story, you've you've almost experienced both sides, right? Like heavily involved and then not as involved. And I, and I love the fact that you have seen the pluses of both of those. You know, I think for, for our listeners, the, the, the big point is that we've had these conversations with our spouse of the expectation, not only that we have, but they have as our spouse in this role, what our church has, what our senior pastor has, all of those kind of things that I think is important for when we have the correct priority of, Hey, our marriage is the most important here. We're on the same page and we're at a place that is going to support that, that's going to encourage us in that as well, um, and, and that are in agreement with us. And so that would be one of the first things that that I would really recommend um, for each of our listeners, where wherever you're at, during that interview process of you coming on, that you're diligent of asking those important questions, right, of – of yeah. really exploring it and asking, hey, what are the expectations for my spouse? What are the expectations from me? Um, where do you all, like as a pastoral team, see the priority of our family? All of those kind of things. Because if from the beginning you are on completely different pages than the church that you're at or the, the church that you're about to go to, then it needs to yeah. throw up a red flag of this is going to be difficult. Um, because I think it's important to know those beforehand than to get into it and then you're you're struggling with it along the way. And so make sure that we're asking those questions um, before we're diving into it. 
Well, then what do we do, though, Chad? Because not all of us get the chance to start new sometimes. And so what if we're already out of place and it's gotten difficult? And I think maybe for, for both you, Chad, and Kristen, like what, what do you do uh, when something has changed, right? So may, maybe they saw your spouse around a lot. Maybe they were the best small group leader that you had. Maybe they were the one that would always, you know, um, take care of this while you were taking care of that. But something has changed in life. Maybe their health changed. Maybe their job changed. Maybe there was a kid that showed up and somebody has to watch them. And so, like, how do, how do you manage that? How do you um, change the expectations when something else in your life has changed that both uh, honors your spouse and also um, keeps you connected and trying to do ministry at the level that you're trying to do ministry? You know what I think is kind of crazy, if I'm being really honest, is that, and and I'm going to say this um not to offend anyone who who might work at a church where this is an expectation, but honestly, I'm just speaking as Kristen. It blows my mind, literally blows my mind that a church would hire someone with the expectation that their spouse is also called to ministry. Like that honestly mm. blows my mind because if they are great, wonderful, like you get two people to do awesome things, but if they're not, I don't think in any way does that uh, diminish your calling. Like my husband, he does videography for a living. Like nobody is like, well, why isn't Kristen your second shooter today? Like, (laughs) yeah, uh, yeah. because I'm not a videographer. (laughs) Like, you know, it's not what I do. I have before. Get the camera. Yeah, (laughs) I've helped him before. I was nine months pregnant with a giant camera. It was terrible, but it was like. I'm not a videographer. I'll help him out when he like really needs help just because I'm his spouse, but not because it's an expectation. And so I think Mm. say we're already at a church and, and we, and we don't have that chance to ask the question like, Hey, what's your expectation of my spouse? I think that we communicate that to our church and say, Hey, look, my husband or wife is an amazing person. They fully support what I do. They love this church. They're not called to ministry. I'm called to ministry. So you're not getting a two for one kind of deal here and respecting our spouse's boundaries and advocating that our church also respect their boundaries. Um, My husband got asked to lead a Bible study um, midweek on a Thursday night and he had done it in the past and did a great job. So they wanted him to do it again. And he said, no, I'm just, I'm, that's not where I'm at right now, time-wise and commitment-wise. Um, I'm enjoying attending a Bible study. I'm not going to lead one at this point. And that needs to be okay. I don't think that our expectations of staff members need to be, um, by extension, our, our spouses have those same expectations. And if we do work at a church like that, you know, there is a pretty heavy conversation that needs to happen yeah. to be able to advocate for some health in that area, because um, th- that's going to, there's no good ending to that. Your spouse is either going to hate your church or your spouse mm. is going to hate your boss or your spouse yeah. is going to hate your ministry and hate your calling. And that is the worst situation for your marriage ever. Mm. You know, they don't need yeah. to be strung into that. Yeah. 
Well, and I think that's one of the things that speaks to maybe on the two-way street of, of how the expectations flow is, yes, we want the church to have the right expectations for your spouse, but the spouse needs to have the right expectations of you and your church. And so I think sometimes, uh, Chad and I, we were sharing the other day at, at, a, at a conversation with some young ministry students talking about the importance of asking some of these after nine questions, even in your first year of youth ministry. and. Your spouse, your partner for life cannot be the sole person that you emotionally dump on after every Wednesday after nine. Like, that's what we're here for. Dump on us. We're here to help you. (laughs) We're here to listen to you. We're here to be here for you. But your spouse cannot be the person that only gets the negative kind of overflow or outflow from church because we still want them to show up on Sunday. Like, we still want them to be around at whatever level they can be around because you don't want to poison the well and where they don't like the senior pastor because of everything you've dumped on them or they don't want to be at the church because they, they want to protect you because they love you and that's difficult and I think that's that goes back to the priorities of not everything that happens at church has to be always like dumped on things at home talk about each other talk about life together plan activities together and vacations and times and, and, and days spent together with with your wife with your husband with your kiddos with whoever like take that dog for a walk and just talk about life and like what's happening and not always every conversation at home is a conversation that was happening at the church office because there needs to be some distinction mm-hmm. there needs to be some some distinction between what's happening at church and what's happening at home. And if that's a volume knob, you turn up and down. Or if you need something a little more rigid and it's a wall in in a way, or maybe a divider, maybe a divider is better than a wall. But if there's not a compartment that you can say, church was church, I'm going to be at home. Like You need some healthy practice like that so not all of it always washes over each other all the time. Part of the priority is having something that lets things flow down and not. So for for you guys, I mean, you guys even have an an added element over myself. Both of you guys have children. And so what are some healthy practices that you put in for your family uh, to make sure that that those priorities are there, to make sure that your marriage, your your time with your kids are a priority. So, Kristen, for you, like, what are what's? Give me one great practical thing that that you that you have for your family. Um. Yeah. So one thing I've done is, um, uh, I think I've mentioned this before, and one of our senior pastors. Um, he always tells us we, there's 12 student ministry pastors at my church because we have like five different campuses. And so, um, he says, you are the most important person in your ministry. Um, and so he fleshes that out and what that means exactly. But one practice I've included with that is I've gotten rid of events that no longer fit into my rhythm Mm. of life. So I got a lot of flack for it from students in the beginning, but I said, I'm not going to do another all nighter. I just refuse to do it. And kids love that, especially junior hires. They're like, we're out at 3 a.m. Oh my gosh. I have to post this on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Like, (laughs) look at me. But I, I said, you know what? I am a beast to my family Mm. when I get home from that event. And so I'm just not going to do it anymore. And I don't care how much you want to do it. I am not going to stand at the judgment seat of God and him say, Kristen, you did a pretty good job, but why did you drop the all-nighters? Like he is Mm. not going to (laughs) care that I stopped doing all-nighters. Now there might be another stage in my life where they work back into the rhythm. But for right now, I'm like, this ruins 
my family because I come mm-hmm. home and there's a four-year-old waiting for me who she's not like, mommy, you look tired. Why don't you take a nap? It's like, no, I it's like, mommy, I'm hungry. Get me a snack and let's color. Yeah. And I want to jump on your back. It's like, okay, you know, I had to just say no to that for now. Mm-hmm. So I've taken that off my calendar and just said, sorry, not going to do it. Another thing, um, my husband has just requested, like, can you not have students over at our house for a while? Because okay. this is um, the space where I need to work. He has a home office there, and um, that's where our kid is. And he said, it's just too overwhelming for me right now to have 100 junior hires over. And our we have a big backyard, so I used to do stuff out there. And he's like, just for now, can we can we not do this right now? And I'm like, you got it. No problem. So there's just had to be these slight adjustments for the health of my family and really listen to them. Um, when he says you're a jerk, when you get home from an all nighter, I'm like, yep, mm. you're right. I am. Cause I'm so tired. I can't do it all. Um, so putting those boundaries in place and you know what, those little adjustments, I didn't lose a lot, you know what I mean? But I gained a ton. Now my family's not frustrated. Mm. My family gets my best and guess what? I could plan another fun event. It's called an all dayer. Hello. Yay. So much fun, guys. We get to go to the pool. 7 to 7 a.m. to p.m. And that was what it was. It was so fun. Um, and now nobody even really talks about it anymore. But it was just like those minor adjustments. But the number one saver of our home peace and zen and shalom has been I have this giant calendar. It's a whiteboard Mm. calendar. And every youth ministry event I have, I write it on our calendar at home. It's in a very public place where we see it every single day because I used to get in really big trouble when my husband would be like, what do you mean you're gone on an event on Friday night? And I'm like, Mm -hmm. well, yeah, I have a student student leadership meeting. He's like, well, you never told me. You can't just yeah. spring that on me last minute. I'm like, yes, I did tell you. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. No, I didn't. Well, let's put it on the calendar because then no one can mm. say they weren't informed once it's okay. on that public calendar. Um, mm. But our senior pastor also says that the person who should have the biggest say in your calendar is your spouse. You know, so mm. before I schedule anything, you know, I text him, Hey, what do we have going on on the 18th? I'm going to do a service project that day. Is that cool? Yeah. You're going to be with Annika. All, that's our daughter. Um, You know, all day, is that going to be all right? And, you know, we adjust that schedule, but he has to have the biggest say in my youth ministry calendar. And he has to know the youth ministry calendar and I have to listen to his pushback of things mm-hmm. that he's like, can you not do this for a season and say, okay, I can. Well, and I think that's a really critical word, uh, Kristen. If we're going to talk about priority being important, I think on the short list of other important words and having these conversations is seasons. And there needs to be times, and this is part of having those tough conversations, where yes, I was going to be a little bit busier. It was either summer or back to school season or what it, whatever it was. But for every season you were really busy, you need to have the counterbalance or the counterweight where you were a little less busy. And so there needs to be if – for if, if your June is like some of our Junes that you're only home a few days of the month and not a few weeks of the month, then you need to have a counter balance or an offset for July or December or whatever where you're home all the time and and find ways to be around all the time so that there is a balance in the way in which we care and also a priority in the ways which we plan. 
a balance in the way that you care and a priority in the way that you plan. And then when you do plan, and this is this is my contribution. So, Kristen, everything you said, I echo, and I'm about to go buy a whiteboard calendar. I'm on Amazon right now because <laughs> I'm going to hang it up on the wall because we, we, we let little commitments slip in, right? Like, oh, I'll have another meeting. I'll have another time, another coffee, another whatever. Like, no. It's got to be locked in on that dry erase board, which is like pencil, but it's pen. It's close enough. Is protect some time each week. Uh, for, for my family, Saturday mornings are very protected. Unless it's like an out-of-town trip with kiddos, like Saturday morning is our breakfast time. We, we, we go, it's, it's phones away, it's Apple Watch off, and we just have that nice like 9 a.m. to noon on Saturday morning that's protected. Um, hey, I'm, it's typically not a time that students fight for anyway, but it's a time that I double down and say I'm really focused in this time. Uh, we've also tried to add Thursday night. It's kind of that thing too. The other bit that I would add before we throw the mic back to Chad is – Please be as fun and exciting and thoughtful and creative as a parent as you are a pastor. Do not be the pastor person who has the swag and the themes and the creativity and the cool for your youth ministry. And then family night is, I don't know, whatever you guys want to do. Come on, guy. Come on, girl. Like, you know games. You know fun. You know ex- you you know how to make 80 kids have a good time. You should at least know how to make your family of two, three, four, or five have a good time. Get a cow tongue. Like, Bring it home. Get, a, get that cow tongue. Toss it around. Get the tilapia. Uh, you guys ever thought about playing tilapia with your children? <laughs> uh, see, you get to test all those ideas on your youth ministry for the benefit of your family. Yeah, it goes the other way. So, no, don't Please be as fun and creative and as exciting because, listen, if you're a youth master on a budget for your ministry, you're probably a youth pastor on a budget for your family. So have fun with the little resource you have because you know how. You know how. And if you don't think you know how, you do. You do. This is your empowering moment that you should have as much fun at your next family game night as you do of your Wednesday night camp. All right, Chad Higgins. So I'll I'll piggyback on that same one like with your – I mean, you, you talked about with your children, I would say the same is true for your spouse. You know, while, while we yeah. are, we have a lot of obligations in the evening times and things like that, what, what we lack in time, I'm not going to say can be made up because the, I, I don't think it works that way, but we need to be intentional with our spouse and the things yeah. that we plan and do, right? Yeah. It's one thing to just say, yeah, well... I spent the weekend with my wife. You know what I mean? Well, you, maybe you just were like in the same house, right? You guys mowed the yard right. and rake leaves. <laughs> Great job, Romeo. Yeah. Well done. Rare. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that actually is probably not the case for us. Like my wife's love language is acts of service, right? And nice. so for okay. her, like. If I want to show that girl that I love her, like I pick up the house, right? And she's okay, like, "Okay, okay, get over here, big guy, right?" Like, <laughs> and so, like for us, but clean house, happy exactly. spouse. All right, Higgins home, yeah, household. Yeah. But for us, like I think, I think there's a the great intention, right? For each of us, is kind of knowing those things about our spouse, right? Being intentional yeah. with those things that we know like really connects with them, really shows them that we love them because they're not looking for just like you in the room, right? They're looking for you to be present, right? And, and being attentive to them. And so I think that's what's so easy for us as youth ministers. And I think the thing that we fail at 
is not that we don't have more time. It's that the time that we do have, we're not using it the best that we can. Because if we yeah. have our ministry, our, our family as a lower priority of, than our ministry, then all of our yeah. family is getting is the leftovers of us. It's the us yeah. when we yeah. come in and we're dragging, we're exhausted. There are going to be those times, but then we rest and then we do those intentional things to show our spouse that we care, that we love. Um, and that they yeah. are our priority, right? And and I think when they see that, we have a healthier marriage. But here's the thing that we have to be aware of as well. We are teaching the students that watch us and follow us something very, very, very important. Mm. That, I mean, we can get up there and teach on a Sunday till we're blue in the face but when they see it in our home and in our life, the way that we treat our spouse, the intentionality that they have, it will affect the way that they interact with their spouse and their children in the future. And so if mm. if our hope is that they'll always just be great middle school kids, then yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. But hopefully for us, our hope is that they become great adults that love the Lord. And and part of that, I think, is seeing and and us modeling healthy marriages, healthy families, um, and, and what that looks like for each one of us. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's our job to make sure our kids and spouse love our church. Yeah. And I think a lot yeah. of that falls on our shoulders is do our kids and our spouses see the church as something that always takes my mom or dad away, that my mom or dad is always there, that my mom or dad puts them first. You know, are we married to the church or are we married to our spouse? You know, because the, I mean, we are all very good at what we do and, but realize also that you are very replaceable. You know, I think mm. sometimes we need that reality check of like, you're awesome. But if you were to leave, someone would come in and the yeah. ministry would keep <laughs> going and you are yeah. not like this, you know, guru that, you know, nobody can fill their shoes. But can anyone replace your role at home as spouse, as mom, as dad? No way. You know, so if we get that wrong, you know, we've we've missed it all. Mm. Let's end by saying this. As the, you listen to this episode, and maybe you took some notes, the thing we want to leave you with is set a time to have a really good conversation, no TV on, no distraction, and check in with your spouse or with your partner. Uh, if your kiddos are around, maybe have them have a different conversation. Do, do, the, do the board meeting with them later. But, but check in. This, this is the health check, the checkup. This is your opportunity to have that. Sometimes we feel like, well, where do I start? Where do I begin? You start here. You heard this episode. You, you like some of the things that we had to say. Uh, you were challenged by some of the things that we had to say. There's probably some areas you're getting it right, some areas you're getting it wrong. Have a conversation with your spouse this week or this weekend. Talk to them. Where am I messing up? Be, be bold enough and mm -hmm. open and vulnerable enough to not throw at them, but to open yourself up to hear the ways in which you maybe haven't been present, that you maybe haven't prioritized correctly. And then from there, build. If in that conversation, things get tough and you feel like, or I can't even have that conversation, things are so bad right now, hear from your After 9 crew. It is okay to have a third party help guide that conversation. If you need to call somebody, if you need some help, 
uh, email us and we'll encourage you. And if you're in our area and we know folks, we'll point you to the right folks. But your marriage, your partnership for life is far more important than your youth ministry. And in many ways, that healthy relationship will shape and inform all of the other relationships you ever hope to have with your staff, your volunteers, your students, and parents in your ministry. It's too important to not say something. It's too important to not do something. And so from your team here at After 9, we love you, we encourage you, and we want you to be the best minister you can be. And that starts with taking care of your family in the best possible way. Thanks for listening to After 9. To continue the conversation, find us on Twitter or Facebook at After 9 Ministries or visit www.afternineministry.com to subscribe and learn more.